0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static.
1: Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen.
2: Hey there, and uh, yeah, it's that uh, auspicious date, uh, 9-11. Um, I'm sorry, but at what point do we stop? Uh, I guess we never do. I mean, at what point <laughs> does a nation move on? Literally, move on. I I I don't know. God Almighty, I'm trying to remember. It seems to me that yeah, Pearl Harbor Day, which was another you know unprovoked attack on the country, uh, was something that uh, I recall marking as a child and then it would yeah I guess I guess we never do I don't know I for one am not into um, anniversaries uh, so it's a it, there really are I think two kinds of people there are people for whom dates uh have a great deal of meaning I'm I'm always amazed when people uh, know the date that like maybe they were I don't know first dated somebody or were engaged or uh, and then if something happens on a date how you know they can fall into I, I, I don't know I don't get it excuse me I'm not even being coherent here I It's why I I sort of don't get into a lot of holidays. I don't like being forced because of a calendar. <laughs> just I'm just obstreperous, I guess. I I just don't like because a calendar says this is this is this date that I then have to behave in a certain manner or feel uh celebratory or uh give somebody a gift um i i I don't get it, never have, and I know that makes me the oddball not not you but anyway i I acknowledge it's nine eleven uh it's a day of course that those of us who lived through uh will never forget no doubt about it uh, I really you know if there's one piece of my Uh, history and broadcasting that I would have liked to preserve but didn't at the time even think about it. Uh, It would be the nine hours I spent on the air uh, that day. I, you know, taking it in like everyone else in real time, you know, my, my reactions, my disbelief, my rage, my... And again, I think I was most startled by the fact that most people felt fear. I didn't feel fear. I felt rage, (laughs) just incredible rage. And I didn't get everybody running to get their kids. I've talked about this before. As if what? I I didn't understand it. I, I must be a real strange person, I guess, because I, I just so often am looking at what is the norm or what how most people respond to things, and I'm like, Huh oh? I don't know. We have a caller already. Huh? Caller, go ahead. Hello.
0: Hi, Lynn. Hi. Hey, Hey, uh, I agree with you today, anniversaries. Yesterday my wife been married 42 years, and we said happy anniversary, and that was the extent of it. We don't <laughs> – a lot of people have some big party or some bullshit like that. I said, oh, bullshit. I just don't – we don't do that. We used to go out to eat. But, but uh, really what I wanted to say is – I know you get you off the subject of 9-11. I wish – I don't even like to bring Trump to the Democrats – but uh, I wish the Democrats would challenge Trump on the economy. I'm so tired of him lying about the economy, about the greatest numbers in history, which is not true. Obama had the better numbers as far as the jobs created. And they're all chicken shit jobs like fast food restaurants. That wasn't even considered a job way back then. But now that's all of a sudden that's employment. And some of it's part-time work. And they had a, Biden, if he does get in or whoever should say, listen. When Bob and I got in here, here's where the numbers were. We were going into a deep, maybe a depression. We pulled it out. You got a sweetheart deal when you got in there, and you put a little sugar at it, threw a little sugar at it, and it went up a little bit. He's the biggest goddamn liar I've ever seen in my life, and need to challenge on it. He did nothing for the economy. The economy is doing... By itself. The presidents really don't do much for the economy. It's pretty much, now you can have bad policies, but they're not, they're, the things they're doing are not changing. economy's going to go up and down on its own because we have the stupid stock market and it's free enterprise bullshit, which dictates how things go. So that whole bullshit of the president. But Obama did get us out of a deep recession and got us on the map. So they need to keep pushing that because I'm sick of hearing about the economy. He he took all his businesses, he turned them into bankruptcy. He's not good at anything. He's like a bad boss you get, and everybody says, "My God, they hired that guy. He has no background. He's going to be really bad." And the guy's worse than anybody could even think. They need to impeach the son of a bitch right now, because I don't think it matters if he gets impeached, but please put it on the record that he should be impeached. And then let the Republicans live with that, because that's what they need to do now. They're playing games, and they're going to piss around. And what's going to happen is they're going to lose this election because they're stupid, as they always do, stupidity. If If the election is close... Trump will win. He will cheat. So you better have a landslide victory to get this asshole out. Okay. I'm uh, sorry about that rampant. That that's guy, okay. When I watch turn TV on, it pisses me off. I understand. The lies, and the Democrats aren't doing enough.
2: I hear you. Thank you.
0: Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.
2: Yep. Bye. He's definitely had his coffee this morning. Um. Yeah. Well, I want to uh, share with you a a piece that uh, Dana Milbank uh, wrote in the Washington Post today, and it's seemingly a little thing, little item that didn't get much press, Um, and it's indicative of what is happening to our government, to our nation, while Trump distracts the media and consequently us with his you know, ongoing reality show. So while all this craziness goes on and we hear about the dysfunction of this administration, let it be cl- made clear, quietly, things are getting done. And the things that are getting done are things that you and I would be appalled by. They're getting done. The sort of dismantling of the uh, regulatory abilities of the government. Uh, This is an administration that is um, an administration kowtows to uh, the rich. And the rich don't like being told what they can do. They don't like being told they need a permit for something or there's a certain uh, regulation that they must uh, adhere to. And so very quietly, all of these agencies that oversee what the rich folk are doing as they go about their business of raping and pillaging. All the time, these agencies are being gutted, especially of that group that stays through any administration it is the workers, the scientists of NOAA, uh, the scientists of the EPA, the people who have served through Democratic and Republican administrations and are used to having you know a new new boss come in with new ideas, but generally they just keep plugging along following the laws that have been passed by the Congress of the United States or certain regulations that have been signed off on by the executive branch. I want to talk to you about just one little agency, <clears throat> the Bureau of Land Management. Now, obviously, just from the title, you can tell the Bureau of Land Management is uh, a, a federal Uh, level institution that makes sure that federal land is being used properly, okay? Well, the rich have always tried to get their hands on this public land to extract money from it, and there's always been that tension. But under the Trump administration, there has been a concerted effort to essentially destroy <laughs> the Bureau of Land Management and to get rid of, to force out these civil servants who have, through decades, uh, tried to ensure that the mission of the federal Bureau of Land Management was, in fact, realized. Here's the scheme. It was announced this summer that because the Bureau of Land Management is not about land in Washington, D.C., that they would relocate. The Trump administration is relocating the Bureau of Land Management out of DC. Only makes sense, huh? Uh, however, here's the thing. 97% of all employees of the Bureau of Land Management are already outside of Washington DC. <laughs> of the Bureau is not in Washington, D.C. The only people who are in D.C. are, of course, administrative at the very top levels. Well, those are the people that are hanging on that the Trump administration wants out. And what they have figured out is that It is almost impossible to fire a civil servant. But if you want to get rid of one, wait a minute, there's actually a quote in here of how you get rid of him. Here it is. Mike Mulvaney, this is Trump's chief of staff, or it's his acting chief of staff, right? Is everybody acting? This is now the new title. Acting chief of staff, uh, Mick Mulvaney said this last month. It's nearly impossible to fire a federal worker. I know that because a lot of them work for me and I've tried. But by simply saying to them, you know what, we're going to move you out to the real part of the country. They quit. What a wonderful way to streamline government so they have actually been doing this in department after apartment telling department after department to people who have always you know lived they have homes families children blah 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 blah. they tell them uh you've been an exemplary employee for 30 years but we're moving the whole damn office to reno and some people move a lot of people quit. So Bureau of Land Management is one of the agencies who has done this. They did it without any analysis of the costs of it, the impacts of it, um, and decided as they looked out at the country, where would be the right place then for us to be if not Washington, D.C.? I got it. Let's go to Grand Junction, Colorado. Never mind that Grand Junction, Colorado is hours away from any major airport. It just turns out that Grand Junction, Colorado is just a hop, skip, and a jump down the road from where the current Interior Secretary, I don't know if he's acting, David Bernhardt, lives. So they moved the entire agency to essentially his backyard. He, by the way, is a former oil and gas lobbyist. His sense of public lands is, let me add them. His sense of public lands is not, let me protect this valuable resource for the common good. This relocation was overseen by the Assistant Secretary, Joseph Baylash, who, up until the day he took his job with the government, supposedly to protect the public lands, he himself was working at an oil company. So be careful when you hear media talking about the dysfunction of this government because we see its missteps and craziness on the, on the global scale. We see the reality show that is the presidency now. But meanwhile, his department heads his cabinet secretaries are going about dismantling weakening the government it's it's really incredible so um The Trump administration has attempted similar relocations, uh, and read that as actually trying to get rid of the civil service. Uh, They've done it at the Agriculture Department, they've done it at the EPA, they've done it at the Office of Personnel Management, and other places. But the reality is, is 85% of the federal workforce is already outside of Washington, D.C., and in the case of (laughs) The, the the Bureau of Land Management, as I said, it's 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 almost a hundred percent are already out. So the ostensible reason for these relocations is BS, and what it is about is forcing out government employees. Bureau of Land Management has only a few hundred of its 10,000 employees in Washington, and they're going after those few hundred. So, just be aware, I guess, that the narrative the storyline that we are fed ad nauseum from cable news and all the others is so is so narrowly focused. And these things like this oh it's not a sexy story. What? The Bureau of Land Management is being relocated to Colorado Junction or whatever the hell it is. Yeah Nah, that doesn't seem important, but it is, it is showing that the dysfunction, in many ways, has a real purpose. And the purpose is to allow the oil and gas companies, to allow corporate America, to allow these rich entities to have at it without any pesky governmental interference. We have a call? Caller. Hello.
3: Hey Lynn, it's Mike in DC. Hi. Or outside of DC.
2: <laughs> um slightly.
3: <laughs> yeah. What I what most people don't get is that the jobs for particularly land management and C D C aren't jobs that can easily be filled just by anyone. I know most people think that what we do is like putting widgets together. Any idiot can do this, but it's complicated. And most of those jobs that are moving have advanced degrees. So I encourage anyone who wants to, to go to usajobs.com and pick a job that you think sounds like you and try to apply. It is the most complicated, laborious, test documents that you can ever believe. And I promise you, they will not find anyone in those local areas to take those jobs, which is probably the plan.
2: That's right. Right? So then they can
3: say, we don't have any staff. There's nobody here that meets these requirements. So we're going to have to stand down or just run on a skeleton staff. And the the oil lobbyists love that.
2: That's right. That you force out the people that, uh, you know, know how the game is played, actually understand the mission, and and then, yeah, you let the rapers and pillagers move in. It's amazing. And the people with the expertise of this. Oh, that's right. Well, the people with the expertise are that, leaving. Those are the ones they want out. Right. They're which throwing is stupid, them out. Because Yeah, especially people like scientists which, at the EPA. Out, they want them out. Right, they get in the way.
3: And they're already right, and they're already the only thing a government worker really has over anybody else is job security for life.
2: Yeah.
3: Now guess what? They don't even have that.
2: No, they don't. They figure. So out. I know
3: a lot of really lazy, horrible government workers doing what I do, but I also know a lot of experts who know their stuff. And you'd think that land management—think of the skills that have to go into that. Um. You know, um, city planning, uh, um, being an attorney. Just think of all of the special skills that go into land management or CDC or whatever. So they're being short-sighted, um, and but we're definitely going to be the ones that are going to pay for this in the long run.
2: Absolutely. Without a doubt. We, are, we already are. But I just... Right, we already are. Yeah, we already are. So... You know, it doesn't matter that, you know, everybody's talking today about Bolton being gone. That doesn't have an impact on us, that that, you know, jerk is out of the White House, and yet you would think it was the biggest, I mean, I've been talking about it for 24 hours now. There is real stuff happening that is uprooting people's lives and diminishing the power of government to oversee well, <laughs> the robber barons, the rapers and pillagers. I I just, it's something. So, have you found. Yeah, and everybody. It, ha- have you found a new sorry, employee? Yes, yeah. I have. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: it's for the same agency I worked for before. More money, working from home. Um, it's actually a better job and better Great. for my career. Good. Um, but the people that i work with who people that i'm friends with who are government employees are sort of freaked by all of this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And i'm sure that somebody in industry will take them. I have no doubt these people oh, are yeah. some of the, my friends are geniuses. It's we're the ones losing out. The the, the country is losing right. out because you know who 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 where the best people are in Russia and in China.
2: They're at the government. You know what i mean? They're Yeah.
3: Right. And we get the, the people who know somebody. Yeah. Right. I work with a woman. I watched her do a presentation yesterday. And the woman next to me said, as we we're watching her, how did she get this job? And I said, oh, her dad is the friend of the owner of this company. And we just shook our head and said, oh, contractor. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. So that's all this will be is giving jobs for people who are not qualified as a way to stop legislation or or requirements for moving forward. Where that has backfired though is with the uh, um patent and trademark office. Cuz they tried that with them a long time ago to starve them. But then the people with patents freaked out, who needed patents to be approved freaked out, and now that's like a um, a tightly wound machine at USPTO, USP patent office,
2: trade, yeah, trademark office. Yeah. Huh. Well, <laughs> Uh, so, yikes! Yikes! There
3: we go. You got to give them props for for um, figuring this out, though. No, you
2: know they, I mean? they, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, they figured yeah. it out, and they're it, they, they and they're busily doing this, and the, and our media are sleeping. I, I, that's why I want to thank Dana Milbank for bringing this to my attention. I didn't see it before. Um, i'm sure there's little items that uh do note these these changes in venue and things, but uh not a big to do is made of them, and we're just so inundated with the ongoing uh you know what show uh emanating from uh emanating from the White House that we we lose track of the real dismantlement of our government. Hey. So, and, and most that, people would say bravo. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, the those long-term thinkers, right? Thank right. you. Right, but when
3: that stream, that, but when that stream they walk by turns red because some yeah. land up above was given a permit to dig godly knows what out of the ground, right. Right. then they'll complain and yeah. then they'll say, why didn't my government protect this? Stream? Yeah, see, and government and then doesn't it will work. Be too late.
2: That's right. Government doesn't work. Right. Right. Thank you. See you. Bye. 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 We have another call. Uh, caller, go ahead, please. Hello. Hi, Lynn. Hi.
4: It's Susie from Swiss Helm. Hi, Susie. Um, my sister is a senior scientist in genetics, toxicology, and um, um, a bunch of things along those lines. She's worked for government and worked out of government she has friends in just about every government science um office there is. She has a lot of friends who are still at the e p a and they have been basically told to do nothing. They go to work and they do nothing um, and they on on um on twitter there are um People who post, they call themselves like ALT EPA, alternate EPA, yes. with all of these scientific organizations. And they talk about what's really going on in their uh, departments. And they do it in a way that they can't be caught right, right. By, their, by the government. Um, my sister and a few of her friends have also started a Facebook page called Time for Some Science. Where they post um, what is going on in different places, and uh, what's not happening, and how um, how this this area this this country, this land the the air, the water the the animals, nobody's taking care of them anymore. Um, and it's a it's a very interesting Facebook page that uh, she and she and a friend started she worked in government um off and on for quite some time and at one point this was years ago years before this current president uh... she worked for the centers for disease control in, in atlanta and was uh... the person who doled out um, money to clean up landfills so she would investigate all these landfills and she had a boss who tried very hard to get his buddies these contracts. And um, she just wouldn't do it. So she ended up leaving and going somewhere else. But now she says that, you know, either either her some of her friends are being fired, some of her friends are leaving. Industry is picking up a lot of them. She's She was picked up by industry a long time ago because she couldn't stand... Uh, what was going on with government even back in the uh George W. administration. And uh you know things got better with Obama, but now it's just yeah. it's just falling apart. Yeah.
2: Right. Well um, it's not that it's falling apart, it's being dismantled.
4: Right, right? exactly. It's just it's being, being dismantled. dismantled. And they can't the people who work there can't do anything about no. it.
2: No, they cannot well thank you for that uh more personal anecdote, appreciate but if you it.
4: look at the if, if if people start looking at the alternate EPA and the alternate yeah. you know other government right face, uh, LinkedIn pages, they'll have a better idea of what's really going on. What's
2: really happening? Yeah, thank you. That's good. Sure, appreciate it. Bye bye, bye, bye. And just a quick thing that Barbara sent me. Uh, this is from NPR's site. Uh, disappearing, uh, a lot of government data is now disappearing from government websites. I think we know that. Data on climate change has been removed from the EPA's website. Uh, The Department of Agriculture has deleted uh, information on animal abuse. Uh, The Department of Justice has deleted information on violent crime and under each act of this kind of data suppression uh is a commercial motive always it's a gun lobbyist it's a coal company it's a poultry company it's the rapers and pillagers wanting government gone and as dysfunctional as Trump's government is they're doing a pretty damn good job on that so you got to give credit where credit is due uh, Ryan Dito is back from vacation. Uh, hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. Hi, Len. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> you look relaxed.
1: I'm a little yeah. I'm a little relaxed. Got some California sun. There you go. Uh, but there it was also go. really bright. So a little too much, I think. It's too bright. It is. You're complaining I know. about I'm, it being bright. I'm such a I'm such a bad <laughs> California native because <laughs> like there's too much
2: sun. Oh uh, God. Oh, ah, yeah, 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 you came in too soon because actually I wanted to get to this story about the uh the poor uh girl who fractured her thumb and um the doctors uh, totally screwed up the surgery that oh. she had to have to the point where she ended up um her thumb ended up being amputated oh. and replaced by her big toe. Yeah which was also, of course, amputated. Yeah. So she ended up thumbless, big toeless, a big toe for That's a
1: thumb. Yeah. And a- this actually happened to my a close family friend of mine. What? Yeah. We were on a houseboat in California. <laughs>
2: Jeez, <laughs> God. And,
1: <laughs> and yeah, they were, they, were, uh, they were getting a boat um, to, you know, the ski boat to go out to go uh, skiing. And uh, the rope tied around his thumb. And yeah uh pulled, he actually he helicoptered out uh to the nearest hospital I think it was in Redding, uh California it's in northern california and um he they cut off his toe and put it on his thumb because he loves to play golf, so he you know he needed his thumb he
2: needed his thumb for so the you grip you
1: have to yeah you have to have but a thumb big
2: for, toe is a major part of your yeah. stability. Yeah. I mean, I w-
1: but it's a lot less important than your thumb is, right? I mean, thumbs are like everything. I. I but actually- a big
2: toe does not have the same...
1: It actually doesn't look that weird. I mean uh, Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty obvious that it's like not the thumb, but like it's not that weird, you know, like <laughs> Well, they so this actually is really actually yeah.
2: doctor caused. I mean, oh, they Oh yeah,
1: that's that's really unfortunate. They they yeah. kept I'd be very upset They kept about
2: that. a tourniquet essentially on the thumb they were to keep during surgery mm-hmm. to keep it from bleeding yeah. while they're doing the surgery and then they bandaged her up and stuck her in a cast, but they didn't take the tourniquet off. Oh boy. So five days after the surgery she's in agony. She oh, goes no. back, they take off the cast, and there's this blackened dead thumb.
1: Oh no. Oh it's like in it's like in Harry Potter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
1: and Dumbledore this is never mind. I don't I I I don't know.
2: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know if you saw this, the uh government accountability office, the G A O has come out with a report shocking
1: I do not I d don't I I'm, I'm Well let's you
2: to read the headline okay. out loud. Okay.
1: Um gap between rich and poor gets bigger. <laughs> no. How could <can> that be? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that is the biggest story of the last decade by far, and it gets a decent amount of coverage, but it should be, like, every day. Yeah. It should be, like, every day, every cable news network, yeah. everything is yeah. like, wow, we still haven't solved this uh, growing inequality problem that we have in America. In
2: fact, it's getting worse yes, and worse. Yes, and we have so and many
1: distractions, and Republicans are, they don't even have an answer to The inequality problem. No,
2: this is what they want. They They have no answer to to it. Hand over everything to the rich because then the rich create. You don't know this.
1: Oh, that's right. They
2: create the the jobs. The rich then create (laughs) jobs. For the rest of us. That's
1: right. Jobs. haven't you jobs, seen?
2: There's tons of jobs.
1: There's so many jobs. <laughs> In fact, there's so many jobs. A lot of people have two, I, or, two three or three jobs. I know. And they all pay like, not that much. I know.
2: <laughs> hey, we got so many jobs. You can all have three.
1: Oh, did you see? Um, I, did you see? Uh, out of California, the California Senate just passed yes. a job against the gig economy. Yes. That's huge. Yes. I, I, I think that is like. I'm not sure. You know, California so, politics is a lot different than national politics. Well but man, I'd love to see. It yeah, okay, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, totally other, is. It's another state legislature. It's
2: another country. But California is saying that, you know, if you work for Uber, you work for uh, Lyft, you work for in the yeah, gig, gig yeah. economy, you're an employee. Absolutely. We don't care what the friggin' you know, your boss yeah. says. Yeah. You're instead so, of an
1: impotent instead of an independent contractor which basically means you run your own business and i was actually i've I've actually worked in the gig economy or whatever for a dog walking company for for a few years when i lived in boston and well and in california too and yeah it's um you know i had a you know i had a pretty good job there but it's it's not the same you don't have health you insurance have you don't have no you don't have paid time off you don't have anything like that and I think there are maybe some employers, smaller employers that maybe should, you know, I don't know if should do it, but like could, you know, could do it and it's not the end of the world. But when we're talking about large companies that go public on the stock market, like Uber, like Lyft, come on. Uh, I mean, yeah, you've hello. got, they have the money to clearly hire employees and not just gig contractors. So, um... And that, but that's all part of that growing inequality, right? Huge
2: pushback here. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. And the thing about this most recent GAO report, and again, anyone who's paying attention will know this is true too, but they're now confirming it, that the impact on people's, on Americans' lives of this huge gap between rich and poor is, is clearly a matter of life and death. Yeah. That the rich are increasingly living longer and longer and the poor they're dying and they're dying earlier i've I've even heard i
1: I even saw a study that showed that the growing inequality is bad for richer people too like it's like it's like bad for their like mental health obviously not their physical health because they are living longer but like it's it's just bad it's just bad all the way around clearly it's the worst for poor people, because they're the ones that are getting yeah, less wages and yeah. working harder, but it's bad all the, all, all, like all around.
2: Okay, well, screw the rich people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Eat the rich. Yeah,
2: exactly. Eat the rich. Uh, as, as your guy, uh, Bernie Sanders, said uh, in reaction to this, poverty is a life-threatening issue for millions of people in this country, and the GAO report confirms that. The poorest forty percent of women. So that's a big hunk of American women. The poorest forty percent of American women actually now have lower life expectancies than their mothers did.
1: It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and and what's what's also crazy is I I saw this I saw this tweet the other day that was it was talking about like percentage of um people in each country who live in extreme poverty and like America is still like like low percentage-wise, if you want to compare it to like you know I don't know like India or something, but there was like point three, but Pakistan was point three. Like we're on we're on the same level as as some countries that we'd be like wait 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 we're on that level, and like no European country was on that level, you know, and it's just like why do we accept this in America that like we are like. Oh, well, we're on the same level. The same with, like, our education. Like, we accept, like, our education being, like, basically on, like, not even close to any European country or Japanese country. And we're like, oh, well, it's just how it is. Like, what? Why? We're supposed to be the best, right? Like Well,
2: no. we're to- You know, we've been propagandized to the point where Americans really do believe we're the best. Yeah. And so they can't even take in information like yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. They yeah. can't take yeah. it in. Yeah,
1: and American exceptionalism is, is, is really, I remember it, just even reading history books in high school, this idea that, like, I went to Europe as a kid, I mean, uh, as a as a young adult, and um, I just remember thinking, like, hey, yeah, we we won World War Two, <laughs> and, like, going around all those things, and then, like, getting perspective and being like, Oh wait, we're not—we're not much different than any of these other countries. Like, why did I think this this whole time? Why did I think that we were so, um, you know, flawless? I guess like every country has flaws, and we have flaws, and I think it's time we uh, accept them and 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 just think about how to fix them.
2: You know, I was thinking about with this GAO report and uh, how everything in this country is so fucked up now. And I happened to read a a book review. It's a a woman who wrote it was a poet and writer and professor, and uh, she got a diagnosis of triple negative breast cancer, which is, oh, I mean, really bad. Young woman. She ends up writing a book through throughout her ordeal. But she points out this, and here's what the reviewer says. And this, this is, here's America today. She lives in one of the richest countries in the world, Yet the hospital considered her double mastectomy an outpatient procedure, evicting her from the recovery ward before she could stand up. And she had to return to work 10 days later after her surgery and give a lecture on Walt Whitman with drainage bags stitched to her chest. This is America.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's what's so crazy is that those stories, like, I don't know, again, talk about, like, you know, the media. I don't know why those aren't huge TV front page stories. Every single time they happen, and they happen all because the they're time. off the
2: narrative that all of our media, major media companies are glued up to. You know the narrative, and it, well, it has to do with jumping, narrative. jumping to uh, you know, Trump's latest tweet and yeah, this yeah. kind of thing. It, or, meanwhile, or, or really
1: anything. Really like, you know, like caravan or, or any of like immigration coverage. They like but what but, but what I don't get is that they're clearly they're clearly motivated by ratings, right? Which is like a you know definitely a broken system we have in America that you know all these media companies are like solely uh, are solely motivated by ratings, but those stories would get good ratings that's another thing I don't get is that these these really terrible healthcare stories would are super relatable and sure. would and and would get incredible ratings, but it takes it takes democratic politicians and really the most like far left ones to like trump it those stories out there before anybody pays attention those should just be the huge stories like it, 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 it's just i don't know it's it's sad it's everybody just, it, knows
2: yeah. everybody knows uh, uh, a a horror story i mean you know of their own i mean in in their yeah. own oh yeah. definitely so the best stories are stories that people relate to
1: absolutely and and you know and healthcare is is a really huge one and it is a big issue for voters but Man, it, it's I. I think like in the post-Trump era, we've we, we've really just seen the circus of, of, of media and how it interacts when there is someone who's willing to manipulate it as much. I think that's really what it is. Is that the norms used to be that politicians, bigger politicians, would 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 kind of back away and would take a more measured approach to manipulating the media. And now we have somebody who's like, no, I'm going to do it. And it's working to an, a good extent, right? Like North Carolina, like the Republicans won. Yes, or uh, Well, you know, I, 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 I know have, that's I a gerrymander district, but yeah, yeah, you know, okay. Still,
2: and fair. I just want to say that on. Frank Bruni wrote something today that I've been saying ever since he got in. We will never, ever be rid of him. In other words you just said that yeah. he was exploding the norms yeah. of a president yeah right he will explode the norms of an past president yeah he will not go away yeah and
1: i think i think i think the only so i it's not a silver lining but what i feel more optimistic about is that there are going to be a lot of trump uh like uh, imitators after him they're not going to be as good as him, though. Like, this is oh, his I skill. The, I I really think this is his, like... Well,
2: reality. Reality television. Yeah, you That's
1: know, it. you know, in the same way that Obama's skill was being, like, super charismatic and super intellectual on things, that he really, like, got a lot of Americans to buy into that, Trump's skill is manipulating the media to be reality TV. That is his, that is his skill. There will be imitators. I'm not sure they're going to be as good at it, as it. In the same way that He'll never it's really go away. hard to find another politician as... You know, it's charismatic as And Obama. here's
2: the scary thing, and I do think this is true, too. Bruni says he'll move heaven and earth to maintain his omnipresence in American life. Definitely. Because it's his lifeblood. He has well, to. He'll but, probably start you know, his own
1: TV network if he loses. Exactly the, the, the where uh, I'm yeah, going. Yeah.
2: So he's already voicing, uh, you know, unhappiness that Fox is not... Yeah. Perfect. Enough, <laughs> yeah. just, Which is insane. He's not <laughs> licking his <so> boots <laughs> and kissing his ass enough. So um, he's gonna. I absolutely do think he will establish uh, a media empire yeah. of some sort. Or he'll
1: take over OAN or whatever it right. is that and like and that kind of fledgling Fox News that's like yeah, gaining in popularity. Yeah, and it'll be
2: the, really going to have a Trump network. And I I just want to read some quotes from. He went, you know, to North Carolina right. to, to, to get this guy over the top. Yeah, listen to some quotes from his, the people that were there. I mean, we know oh, this, I'm but scared. here's one woman who says, "This is like a pep rally of like-minded people, and we feel safe here." Why would she feel unsafe?
1: Well, well, I mean, that's like, I I think it's because the conservative media has done uh, uh, amazing work in terms of making conservatives feel like they're the persecuted ones in America, you know? Well, you you just fed me into the next one.
2: Brian Kelly of Fayetteville said that Trump understands that the people who experience most discrimination right now are us Christians. I can't. And then he goes on, I I hate this racist nonsense. When has a
1: Christian ever been fired for being Christian? I I don't... don't. Which is illegal, by the way, but... And uh, then
2: he he goes on, I hate this racist nonsense. It's just a political ploy. You can say anything you want if you're a Muslim or an atheist. Oh my gosh.
1: Are you kidding me? Like, it's just like... No, it's a total false reality. It's so a false reality. We have a prominent... Muslim, you know, Congresswoman from Minnesota who says, "quote unquote," whatever she wants, but not really. She just she she says, um, I "Well, don't you know, don't, you know, you don't, you know, left this thing." And she's respl- literally being
2: attacked at yeah. every angle. Like yeah, it's not worth even responding yeah. to these Listen to this: Trisha Hope, age 55, was attending her 23rd rally for Mr. Trump. Oh, jeez. She sells a book of all the president's tweets. Since inauguration day, <laughs> Wait, why is this... <laughs> And she that, says that book has got to be like this. Thing. I know, I know. Well, she's she's an entrepreneur. I think she said she goes to the rallies. Probably makes a lot of money. And Hope, oh, yeah, here's I'll what Hope <laughs> says about Trump's tweets: These are history, and they need to be preserved. And they have never been inaccurate. She said she has read every tweet about fifty times.
1: What about what about Kofefe and all the other weird things that he's tweeted? Like <laughs> I mean again, again, it doesn't matter. You're right. It's a total total false reality they're living in.
2: Okay. I want one of my biggest I go nuts with, you know, the hurricanes, flooding, yeah. blah blah blah, and these idiots in the outer banks and all and they rebuild. Yeah. Right? hmm Canada. There's a New York Times article today. Okay. Canada is telling people who live in flood-prone places, you're going to have to get out. Yeah. Um, governmental action is going to be needed to obligate people to make better decisions. Here's what they do in Ottawa: if the damage from the latest flood exceeds fifty percent of the value of your home, you will be given a notice that you will be offered money to leave. And if you don't take the money, you're on your own. Got it. You will
1: Yeah, that's a, that's that's now, that's that's very that's a very good uh you know carrot and stick approach, I think, to that to
2: that problem, right? Quebec is even more. Uh the province has said it would set an upper threshold for assistance so any, fl- any house who, that's, you know, you're getting federal aid because your house flooded, they're going to cap it at $100,000 for the house yeah. forever. Yeah. So if you get 100000 the first time it floods, yeah. the second time you get nothing. Got it. Got it. 100000 oh, wow. That's really interesting. And then they say after that homeowners can face a choice. They can sell their house to the government. Now, the government will pay no more than $250,000 regardless of the market value of of the house. Or the people can get money to rebuild one last time, but in doing so, they forfeit any future financial assistance. This is the choice that they're given. And um, they say this, that the payouts are capped at 100 thou and the house price is at 250 out of a sense of get this this is so not american out <laughs> okay. of a sense of fairness to taxpayers particularly since an average taxpayer might not be able to afford a waterfront home in the first place sure so is it fair to have that person's taxes used to buy a half million dollar house for a rich person? No. No. Yeah. So they're not going to do it. Yeah. Here in not? this country, we yeah. keep doing
1: it. Well, th- actually, this is the this just sounds like, I mean, uh, this sounds like an amazing thing that would be for America, because like, you know, speaking to back to California is that um, one of the biggest problems is uh, we have wildfires in California, obviously, and um, a lot of people keep, Building farther, farther up into what would be more wildfire-prone areas, and those people are rich. Like, there's no doubt about it. They want to be up in this, like, up on the hills, up in this beautiful area. Yeah, they can have yeah. views. And, and then we're going to bail like. them out. And we, well, we yeah, consistently. We consistently do. It's a huge problem in California. And, and
2: people risk their lives trying to save their oh yes, homes. yeah, yeah, right, yes, and they right. die, yeah.
1: and and it sucks, and it's awful, and 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 that's a really good point, but it also goes against. Because this is like such an American, I well, think that's it's really bad saying. American thing. You can't thing. do this. Well, in yeah, America. because Americans are just like, well, I want to live where I want, and that's my it. property exactly. too. My <laughs>
2: property is more important than some firefighter's life.
1: We can't even. Convince, and
2: I get to go right, and it's true.
1: We we can't right. even convince people to live close to transit in like dense areas, which would actually be best for everybody. Because they're like, oh no, but I have to like. Have my yard or whatever or whatever like weird. Well, see, like, here's what people, people people
2: don't have a sense of the greater good. No, uh, that's the particular American. This is American exceptionalism. Yes, the the, the cult of the individual. Oh, totally. The yeah. uh, individualism the cult of is individual, so, individual yeah. and private property. Yeah, and they do say in this article <clears throat> that the Canadians obviously have an advantage over the United States because. Canada's constitution provides no explicit protection for private property. Oh gosh! So
1: and Stupid all Thomas our laws, yeah, I know, all our laws, slave owner, just saying,
2: are every regulation and thing that it, we're so generous to property owners yeah. and to the greater good, the taxpayers. <laughs>
1: Well, no. the system is stacked against, against against taxpayers who are poor and who – and or, or, or even taxpayers that just don't want to live in, like, flood areas in North Carolina. Like, they want to live in a well, city or, 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 or in an area where that's not a problem. You okay,
2: know? so here's a minister in uh, Canada. He's the public security minister. He said um, if people deliberately rebuild in danger zones – I mean, at some point, they're going to have to assume their own responsibility uh, for the cost burden. Yeah, personal
1: responsibility. Right. But I've that's America. And he says, you
2: can't repeatedly go back to the taxpayer and say, oh, it happened again. Yeah. Give me some money. Yeah. And we do this over and over, and our elected officials fall all over themselves helping people rebuild.
1: Yeah. Well, our our
2: like even New Orleans, they get, pull it back. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not well, crazy. Well,
1: our 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 electoral system is is um, disproportionately towards rule and. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean like rural or suburban or exurban, you know, constituents. Like because a lot of states, like North Carolina last night, what it are their districts are extremely gerrymandered to give more power to the exurban and rural constituents. Right. And then just our Senate in general is oh, just totally, totally stacked for rural, like, totally. and, and it was it was meant to be that way at a certain point. And in we 1780,
2: it. 80, yeah. for Christ's sake. <laughs> well,
1: no, when they added all the states, there's a real. Well, all it, there's, no there's right. such a good story about uh after Lincoln after they after the Republicans uh passed the you know got the 13th amendment through and abolished slavery the Republicans in the White House post um post Lincoln added states to the union in order to in order to Just keep stack, a majority in the, the Senate they added Nevada yeah. and Wyoming and Montana Nevada had like 7,000 residents at the time. Like there was nobody living there. And it was a state. It had two senators, (laughs) 7,000 people. And so it's like – this this whole idea that like we can't change the senate and stuff like that it's because of but I mean these things are linked to like Absolutely. why why we have these policies that don't make logical sense and then Republicans they just love to talk about oh the market and 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 all this stuff no this is what's best they don't believe that if they actually believed in efficiency and the market uh-huh. we'd all be living in dense cities. T- with transit taking us places, so that we don't have to waste money building roads for individual car use. They are full of crap in terms of their argument, in terms of their economic arguments. They just don't, they don't really have a leg to stand on. I wish people would call it out more
2: often. Okay, we have an email in from Susie, who has been looking for a job for nine years. We are talking about the great jobs that this administration has okay. created. She says, my field is PR, marketing, news media relations, social media, and television production. No one wants to talk with an almost 62-year-old lady. Sure. Yeah. I work tons of projects, take lots of money from my retirement, uh-huh. and today I'm interviewing for a phone room job at CVS that pays $15 an hour, the largest healthcare care provider in the country. It's not enough money to keep my home, but enough to keep me off assistance. Trump care is far worse than Obamacare. So many people my age are out of work or underemployed, working a few jobs to make ends meet. Many have run through their retirement money. Employment in this country sucks. Yeah. Well, wow. Yeah. That's
1: some... Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, it just, and, yeah. And, and also, too, there's another story recently. Oh, the census gosh. just showed that um, we're... We're losing um, insured people for the first time uh, since since Obamacare was passed. Um, I think I'm going to have my intern right. work on a story about that actually, because yeah. I mean this is another thing. It's like why would we want people less insured? Like that's that's a terrible thing, and you know directly related to that. And I should also say too that like for people who are 62 and they and they still need to look for work, one it would be nice if we can get them work. Two it would also be nice if we could just expand Social Security like we've been trying to do for years. And that would also help. We could easily expand it. There's no reason we shouldn't expand it so that people who can't find work and it's very hard for them to compete in against younger people and these other things can't have the retirement that, that they deserve, you know? It, it, it's not... Ah. Well, <laughs> it's I mean, you hard. know, judging from Susie's letter, uh, yeah. email,
2: think of all the Americans who are heading into a retirement where they've already spent the money that they because they can't find jobs because of age discrimination. Yeah. Yeah. Well what's gonna happen? You can't live on your social security benefits usually. Yeah. Well I think And if you've been underemployed for years and years and years that
1: yeah, it's sad. This is why we need to expand it. it's not it's not even a question of of like, do you know, can we afford it? I mean, that question has been thrown out the window when they did the tax cut. So um, and you know, that idea that we have to have fiscal responsibility is such b s. Um, so, yeah, it's really sad and 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 I totally feel for 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 people who are in retirement age but still need to work because, because we aren't providing enough assistance to them you know and this idea and then people will always say like oh well they didn't save enough money blah blah blah." it's like okay again we're in a uh, we're, we're in an era of of increased inequality it's hard it's super hard to save money we can't expect they're living from paycheck to paycheck, to <laughs> yeah, paycheck.
2: Yeah. and you know without insurance. and often without I- health insurance yeah. so one one yeah. little slip-up. One little slip. One little, yeah, literally, one little slip that lands you in the hospital, and there goes your future. Yep, totally. This is the country we live in. There's no other civilized country in the world that Especially operates Especially a in.
1: country as rich as us. We're very, very rich.
2: It, I Okay. Bef- okay. Well, that's it. Yeah. We're out of time. <laughs> okay. And I'm yeah. willing to bet that any, like... Nice endorphins that you had or additional serotonin release from your vacation has been obliterated by this half hour. (laughs) That's my job.
1: Yeah, well, that's okay. I get more back into my normal mode.
2: Ryan Dito, senior writer, Pittsburgh City paper pick it up yeah. read it fall guide call go online i mean the online what what just happened the online we got oh growing, yeah we, yeah growing, no, growing. yeah
1: yeah we've got we've got a big increase in um you know online readership we're producing exactly. more content i've there's, got a really good story about driverless cars check it out right now up there <laughs> they're not what you think they are by the way the companies are admitting that um but, i think
2: there's a story actually in today's Times or Wall Street Journal, exact about.
1: I believe, I believe, I saw that too. Oh, yeah, okay, there's a lot okay, of driverless yeah, cars, right. which is good because yeah. people need to change their perceptions about what they're going to be. And they're saying it ain't, be. it ain't what no, the no, hoo ha was. No, 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 no.
2: Which I totally fell for myself.
1: Everybody did. That's the problem because oh, well, again,
2: for another time. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much crap to deal with. Uh,
1: Thank you guys. Bye. Thank you, Ryan. Yep.
2: See you tomorrow.